Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Hiya, Niall. Hiya. Long time listener. First time messenger. Here, so I hope this message is okay. I really need your listeners' advice and experiences with a touchy subject in my house at the moment. My husband has ridden a motorbike since he was 16 years of age, long before I knew him. As he got older, it became more of a hobby than a primary way of travel. This was a huge relief to me, as I was always nervous when he was out on the bike in the weather. Our son is now 19 and is looking to start driving. Because his dad has been riding a bike, then the bike was normalised in our house when he was growing up, he's decided that he wants to learn to ride a bike instead of driving a car. I'm completely horrified by this. All I see lately is horror stories of the accidents that people are having on motorbikes and the, the injuries they get. Obviously, he grew up around bikes and all of his dad's friends that ride bikes, but they but that still doesn't make me feel it's any better. He's never been on a bike and his dad has never felt comfortable letting him on the bike. My husband is also keen on the idea, or isn't keen on the idea, but he feels like a hypocrite telling him that he can't do it. So it's hard for him to disagree. My son says that it's a much better option and it's much quicker to get a licence and bikes are cheaper to buy and run than a car. I'd actually rather pay for his car for the next few years than let him go on a bike, but he thinks I'm being completely over the top. He's our only child, and I've been having nightmares since the conversation started. I can't stand the thoughts of him being on a motorbike or in an accident. Don't get me wrong. I know people crash cars all the time, but at least they're a little bit safer, and they're strapped in a car rather than being completely exposed on a bike. Niall, what do I do? Am I being overprotective, not letting him do it, or am I right, not wanting to be riding bikes? I rode motorbikes. I used to race motorbikes at one stage in my life, motocross racing. I did sidecar racing, all between the ages of about 16 and 22, and then I got it out of my system, and I haven't ridden a bike in 30 years. Uh, my mother used to wait up at night, and when I think back now, uh, I feel so bad, I feel so guilty about what I did, because I would arrive home at 1 o'clock in the morning at 21 or 22 years of age. You know, the bike would not have thought in the world for the fact that my mother was staying up late because she was worried sick that I wouldn't come home. In those days, we didn't have mobile phones. And she was so worried about me on the bike. And maybe I didn't take into consideration the worries she had. But they are dangerous. There's no doubt about it. They are clearly more dangerous than a car. But they do say that bike drivers or bike riders, generally speaking, I'm talking about the responsible ones, not the lunatics that drive around that we've seen in fields. I'm talking about responsible bike riders are generally better riders than car people driving cars. They're more observant. They tend to be in less accidents. But when they are in an accident, it's usually very bad news. So what does this mother do? How did she discourage her son from driving a motorbike? Or should she discourage him? Is that the wrong way to approach this? The number is 87 8 That's 87 8 Should she discourage her son? And how does she do it if she's going to? 087-188-0008 is the WhatsApp or text number. Lisa, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Lisa? Hiya, Niall. How are you? Good, Lisa. So, I mean, do you discourage? Or is that the wrong way to approach this? No, you can't, Niall. Look, I, I have three kids. Um, and as they were growing, and even now, of course, they do things that I'm like, oh, God, I might, you know. But, you know, you, you just worry about them all the time. Mm. But... Um, you have to let them take risks as well. You can't stop them living their lives just because you're afraid. Yeah. You know, it's not fair. And 
in that situation, you know, the the best I think she could do is maybe pay for a safety course and ask him, would he do that for her? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Uh, just to kind of, you know, just get a bit of a, a little bit of comfort knowing that he's, he's done that. Do you know, that that's kind of the only thing you can do. We all want to wrap him up in cotton wool. And I know he's more vulnerable on a motorbike than in a car, but do you know what? They're even more vulnerable when they're crossing the roads. Do you know, there's no helmets there, and people get knocked down, sadly. Accidents happen, and, and you just end up living on your nerves if you worry about... I know as my kids have grown anyway, you know, and they're different, the range of ages, your worries change, and you tend to... They alleviate a little bit, you know, as each one does different things. Because you can kind of, yeah, yeah. Well, he got through that, she got through that, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's it's very very hard. It really is. But you can't stop them living just because you're afraid. You know, it's not fair. But but you you could try and discourage and and as she said, she's willing to pay for a car probably for a couple of years. From you know, so that that's how desperate she is. Because Lisa, I remember doing this to my own mother, and I when I look back now, it's I regret it so much that I worried the life out of her. Oh, no, we all did. My, my mother so sat up, I mean, in those days, that would have been unheard of. My mother sat up to two and three in the morning sometimes yeah. waiting for me to come home. And yeah, I didn't, I'd wander into the house thinking, ah, she's just awake on the couch. You know yeah, what I mean? No, she was sitting worrying. But, I mean, that woman could buy her son a car. Imagine how she'd feel if she discouraged him from the bike and, God forbid, he had a crash in the car. Do you know? <laughs> no. Like, but, yeah, he, but he, the he, chances he are of, less, obviously. But there's that. But there's more car accidents than motorbike accidents. But that's because there's more cars on. But that's because there's more cars on the road. Yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean. Like you have to think of that as well. If she say if she did discourage him and say he had an accident in the car, then she's gonna feel absolute shit altogether. So there's no winning with kids. They're animals, Niall. We all know that. Do you never get peace with kids? You know, I know, can I point, point out, it's generally not little girls that give mammies these problems. It's generally boys. Uh, boys have to get this kind of stuff out of their system, don't they? They do. And then just the other, you know, there's other worries with girls too. You know, you won't get a boy going out dressed provocatively and all that. So you won't worry about that. There's different worries with, with, yeah, with the they, different they're just, You know, they just it's a different set you, of like, worries. Forget about it when you have kids. People think, oh, when they're 18, it's all over. No, it's not. It's not over. I'm sorry for anyone listening who thinks, yeah, they there's, consume um, a time you. limit on this crap. There's not. It's forever till you're dead, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, they, cons- <laughs> they consumes you completely for life. Yeah, totally. totally. So, so, stay there, because Marion, you're on an Ireland's Classic Kids. Marion, you found a way. I did find a way, Niall. I did. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. How did you, um, how did you find a way to turn them off the idea? Uh, well, he wanted a bike, and you see, my very, very first boyfriend, 40 years ago, while Noah was building an ark, um, I was going out with a guy that had a Honda 125, and I thought I was God. But anyway, on the back of that bike. <laughs> but uh, we're still friends. Honda 125. It was hardly yeah. it was hardly Barry Sheen material. But go on, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, but you could still fall off it. But anyway, um, so my son, who's into roller coasters, nothing faces this guy. And he wanted a bike a couple of years ago. So I rang my old boyfriend and I said, meet me in Clare Galway. I said, bring it for a spin and don't spare it. And he did. And about half hour later, the guys come back and uh, my son said to me, Oh my God, that was the worst thing I ever did in my life. So, he put, so he put him on the back of the bike and went bonkers, like? Went, bought him for Spain, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, mm-hmm. Scared the life out uh, of him. Yeah, but he was a good driver now. 
Oh yeah, of course. So yeah, yeah it, it actually frightened him. So now, uh, but actually, the guy, my son, is now living in Rome, where they all drive like lunatics in cars anyway. So maybe a bike would have been a better option. But anyway, right, right. Yeah, okay. that's that's how I solved it. Yeah. That's not a bad idea, is it? Well, maybe it's a slightly irresponsible idea, but it's still not a bad idea. Lisa? It wasn't. Yeah. No, I, my, my husband has had, had been on bikes all his life in America. And like that, I was on the bike over in America, but it happened one time to come off and it didn't really get hurt. But we came off the bike and it kind of scared me. And I thought, oh, no, come on, you have kids. And how did you, how did you come off a bike and not get hurt? Uh, we were we in the field. Slow. We went to oh, a balloon field. festival and, and okay. the bike skidded and landed on top of us. And people were more concerned about him standing up, even though I was on the ground with the bike over me. Oh, well, at least, um, well, yeah, but at least it was grass. Yes, yeah, so it wasn't It was bad. grass. It was muck. I'm used to it. Are you from a farming community, Marion? I am, surely. And, you know, but even when I see a bike pass me out now on the road, you think, oh, my God, you know, it's I not know. natural. Yeah. What's, what's worse is that. when I've been away in America, right, and I see... Um, say for example in Florida where they don't have laws around helmets you don't have yeah. to wear it and no, I do understand that because of the, the heat and everything else but I mean I see a guy and he's all tattooed and, and he's driving the bike and the girlfriend is on the back in a bikini mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. going are these people mad yep we happened to see that one time in uh, some place not in New Jersey but um, yeah. it's called a town called New Hope and like that, there's no laws on helmets and your or, or bike gear or anything to protect your elbows or your knees or anything. And you come off a bike with nothing, no gear on you. Oh, yeah. Gone. All you have a skin between you and the tarmac, you're finished. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what you do is you push the bike away from you, apparently, and wait where you are. Well, yeah. Okay. okay. No, I'd rather not have to do it. Thank you very much. Okay, so, Lisa, that's not a bad idea. Get a friend to yeah. put them on the back of a bike and drive like a lunatic, but provided the friend is responsible, by the way. It's just it's very responsible. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Lisa. It's a good idea, Lisa, isn't it? I suppose, but I, I just don't think. I think it's unfair for us to um, project our fears onto our kids. Why? That's our job life. as a parent, isn't it? No, not to project fears onto them. To protect them, yeah, but not to project fears. Just because you're terrified something will happen to them. If that's the case, I never let them out the door. Never. Stay there just for a second, the two years. Kevin, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Kevin? Hi, in Ireland, make yourself a poacher turned preacher, as I describe myself. Okay, so you drove them at one stage to yourself? Yeah, and <clears throat> I heated them here, and uh, I got my young fella. I don't ride them anymore, and I got him um, a, a scrambler, 125 scrambler, for live on a farm. Just try and teach him. He has all my gear from when I was yeah. motocrossing and that. Yeah. And just educate him and... Uh, uh, show him a bit of a me- mechanical end of it for safety, what to look out for. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice hobby, by the way, yeah, from that point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I've got the friends who are not with us anymore. Yeah. That's yeah. the sad part, isn't it, yeah? Yeah, there's that element to it, yeah. So what, So did you t- did you manage to deter him from wanting to do it, you know? No, no, he wants to go to a track now. Oh, yeah. But he's only got about two hours up on the bike. I said, she... You can't really, you can't skid yeah. it, you can't do anything, you have to be able to do all that. I, but teach them the helmet has to be strapped, it's no good on your head, it's not strapped, wear your yeah. gloves, body armour, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, no good it's, only, it doesn't, it's no good if it doesn't fit you properly or it's not the right type of yeah, helmet either, yeah. Thing, yeah, it's out of date, anything, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's all I'd say to that woman, just try and get someone, I'd know one to help me, educate me when I started at the minute. I had a 750 at 19 on a provisional license. It was lunacy back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I, I was the same. I was driving a Kawasaki. 
seven fifty or I can't remember what it was. It was something mental. I can't remember. And I again, I was you know it was with the old days where you didn't need a license. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they hockeyed you on the insurance. The old Carol Nash back then. Oh, was I was Norwich Union. I was in. No, insured. Norwich. Sorry, yeah. Norwich yeah. Union. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. we were very bold, you know. We like there was five or six of us, and we'd get one insurance yeah. policy between the whole lot of us. It was in those days you didn't <laughs> have a you didn't have a photograph on a driver's license. It was completely irresponsible. It was madness. Oh, yeah, madness. There were, super. There super. were four of us, but there's only three now. You know. Yeah, I know. I have, I have friends who died on motorbikes too. I, I had a, a couple who were a friend of mine, and the two of them were killed. She was on the back of his bike, and they were killed. You know. Yeah, the injuries on the motocrosses, as you know, are, are smaller but more frequent. But yeah. on the road bikes, I mean, everything's doing Motocross is safe enough. A few broken bones here and there, hopefully that'll be the end of it. But, yeah. you know, collarbones usually. Um, yeah, like that. collarbones. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in saying that, very few people actually get killed, thankfully. Um, yeah. But yeah. on the road is where your real problem is. You know? It is. It's, and cars just don't see it. Uh, they, there's no ads, really. There should be should be part of your driving licence. Yeah. That, that you, you know what motorbikes are capable of. I know you shouldn't be doing 300 kilometres an hour on a public road, but unfortunately, lads do. The bikes are capable yeah, but of it. But now. see, this is... I, I've done... Well, I wasn't 300 kilometres an hour, but probably close enough. I've done that. I've done that yeah. silly stuff when I was, you know, uh, when I was in my 20s, my early 20s. I stopped... The last time I was on a motorbike, I was always pulling wheelies. I used to pull wheelies. At, I had an LC three fifty, and I used to I pull the widow maker. Yeah, and I used to pull wheelies at sixty miles an hour, seventy miles an hour. And I saw these girls at a bus stop one day, and I pulled a wheelie at about sixty, seventy miles an hour, and I fell off the bike. Before I caught, yeah. before I in the footrest, and I, I ended up with the skin off my arse, right? But anyway. I got up and I pretended I was real brave. Do you know the way you kind of do that thing and you yeah, get up and you and pretend like you're not hurt because yeah. the girls were laughing because I'd fallen off the bike. And I walked around to a mate of mine with the bike and I said, you said you wanted to buy this off me there last week. He said, yeah. I said, I'll give you a deal on it. I sold them the bike that afternoon and I haven't driven a bike since. Yeah, uh, the same happened to me in the main street in my own village and everyone knew me and they all looking at me, breaking me hard. I flipped it. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, because the temptation to do these things on a motorbike because of the I suppose the need for speed as they call it or this temptation as a young man I don't know I'm sure it affects young women too if they get the if they get the, yeah. the disease um, let me just, let me just go if I can to Mark as well because we've spoken to Mark before on the show Mark good afternoon to you in Ireland's Classic Kids how you doing Mark how you doing um, Mark, we've spoken to you on numerous occasions in relation to your own bike, and of course you organised the Biker Guard in honour of the two lads, sadly, who passed away on the on the M50 that time. And so, you know, I mean, did you? By the way, did you ever get your bike back? No, no, no sign of the bike's vanished. Oh, okay, so it's gone. I got a new one anyway. It's all sorted. Okay, but okay, so. We have an email here from a woman whose husband is in, was into the bikes. Not so much now; he still has a bit of a hobby in the garage. But the son now wants to get a bike, and she wants to turn him off it. You know? Uh, yeah, I think she's right. He's too young for a road bike, 19 years of age. So wh- when when is the youngest you would let somebody ride a motorbike on the road? Well, no, I love a son myself, and he's 15, and he's, he's into the bikes as well, through, through myself, but I won't be letting him on a bike till he's at least 30 years of age and the brain works properly. Well, you, won't, well, you won't have a choice. I, I know you're saying you won't let him on a bike till he's at least 30, but you won't have a choice in it once he reaches 19 or 20 years of age. Yeah, no, I know, I, I do understand that, but I, I'll definitely um, let him know what I think, you know. 
They're mm. very dangerous. The road's very dangerous. Motocrossing is a lot different than, ro- than a road bike. Motor yeah, you're falling off onto a grass track or onto muck. Yeah. Exactly. Or into a tree or something like that or onto rocks or something, you know. But on a road bike, it's, uh, as they say, one split second and it's all over, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It is because, as I say, you, you're limited. The protection you have, the only protection you have is holding on to a set of handlebars. That's about well, that's it. all you have, yeah, basically. And then you have everybody out there that's too busy on their Facebooks and WhatsApp and everything else. So it is, to be honest with you, it's very dangerous. Mm. Now, I go out on my bike regularly, but I don't be on it every day because the roads are just so dangerous, you know? I, I couldn't even, I mean, Marcus has said it's 30 years more since I, since I was 21. I'm now 59, 59 the day before yesterday. So it's, it's a long time since I dro- drove a motorbike on the road. And mm. I imagine with the there's probably twice as many cars on the road now as there was when I was driving, maybe three times as many. So I can imagine yeah. the dangers that are there now are a lot more than when I was there. So I can't even imagine how, because I, I even knew at that time it was perilous. Because yeah. you'd, you'd constantly be watching as you were coming to, you know, an intersection in the road to see was a car going to pull out. Because you just assumed a car was going to pull out in front of you anyway. So, yeah, of course. Well, that's, that's the best way to drive a bike. Always presume it's going to happen and you'll be in a better place. Because if you just pull out at green traffic lights and all. Sure, cars go through red lights all the time. Mm-hmm. You, you could end up being killed, you know. They, they are, they are. The bikes are, listen, bikes are very dangerous and you have to be, you have to be clever and know, know your stuff on the road. I'm a truck driver. I'm a truck driver years. I know the road. I respect the road and that's what it's all about. I've had bikes when I was 19 myself, 20, and came off them and broke my arm and done all sorts of things driving around on them with, like lunatics, but have you, not now, over not the now. over the years, Mark, have you lost many friends? Um, yeah, I've lost a few friends on on the bikes. Yes, yes, I've lost a few from from the eighties up. Yeah, and um, Johnny Courtney, we one of the one of the one people that I know that was killed on a motorbike. Yeah, and William Dunlop died right in front of me in Scaries in two thousand and eighteen. That's right. Oh, so, the Turvey, uh, what what do they call that? The Turvey Strait is it or? The uh, Scaries 100. Oh, is that not called, isn't there a race there that they, the Dunlops used to do as well called the Turvey Straight, or not the Turvey Straight, what's it called? Well, it's one straight and, road. Um, no, I don't, I don't know okay, that one, okay, yeah. to be honest with you. But um, yeah, William Dunlop, like, listen, Joey Dunlop, the professionals, it happens to everybody. You, you, but it, that, fam, that whole family has been wiped out by motorbikes. Yeah, the best part of them, yeah. yeah. The only one left is um, 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 Michael Dunlop, and he's the only one really racing now. Yeah. But the rest of them are gone, yeah, due to crashing and injuries. Bikes, like as the man said before, they're very powerful. They can get up to great speeds, and, that's uh, and the get up to, and they can get up to those like, speeds you know? quickly. I, I spoke to a friend recently who's just bought himself, and if we think the motorbikes of today are bad, the motorbikes of the future are worse. He's just bought himself an electric motorbike. Yeah, and there's no sound out then, so you won't. Nobody's going to hear you coming. But the acceleration on it, it's yeah, like it's not to a hundred in two seconds or one and a half seconds. It's just. What the hell? Yeah. Well, my, my bike will do not to 103 seconds. It'll do, it'll do 310 kilometres an hour. But I don't do it on it. I don't really. I don't like the Mickey on the bike because basically you have to respect it. If you don't respect the bike, you know, the brown box is waiting for you. And have you ever gone out, say, to, you know, a place specifically designed for testing speed out onto a runway, a used runway or whatever it is that they allow this, you know, place where there wouldn't be a speed limit to test your bike or to get that... Well, you can do track days in Mondello, but that's basically the only place that does track days. Have you done, and, have you done uh, that yourself? You have to pay for them. Yeah, I've done them before over the years. And do you enjoy yeah. the, the thrill of the speed? Um, yeah, yes. Everybody enjoys the thrill of speed, you know. Speed mm. is good, but in, in the right places, speed is good. Yeah. In the wrong places, 
it's 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 not going to end nice. No, you know? as you seen what happened on the M50. Yeah, them lads who had were in, were in no no fault on that road. They just were very unfortunate what happened to them. In the wrong, in the wrong, unfortunately, they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. They were in the wrong place at the wrong time. That can happen to any of us on bikes. Mm. So my honest opinion, he's too young. Another couple of years, get him to do his license, get his IBT, get all this training done, buy him the gear, buy him the bike. Then when he's a little bit older, his brain will work a bit better and he'd be able to go on a bike. Like it was 30 before I, st- I start going on the bikes full license and everything, doing it all right because I knew be- before that I've had a couple of bikes and I've come off them. I would, prefer, I would much prefer, if it had been any of my children, thankfully it wasn't, but if it had been my children who wanted to be into the bikes, I would much prefer they'd drive a car first to learn the rules of the road because at yeah. least when you're learning in a car, you have a better chance if you do have an accident of not dying. Exactly. Uh, when, you're learning, when you're learning on a bike and you're learning how to deal with other drivers and the rules of the road and you make a mistake on a bike learning, you, you could be doomed. That could be the end of it. Yeah, well, there was a crash in Clondalkin the other day. A, a fellow on a motorbike was coming out of a house in the state and there was the bus lane and then the other lane. There was a bus stopped in the, in the bus lane. He pulled out in front of the bus and a car ploughed him over. He went through the, He ended up in the, in the back window of the, of the car oh, gosh. last week in Clondalkin. Like, it's... It, it, like, if I'm ever in an accident, I know the majority of the time it will not be my fault. It will be somebody else's fault. Well, with but, the majority of motorbike accidents, it usually is the motorist's fault. Exactly. Because, yeah. listen, us bikers are out there. We're out there a long time. We're on the road a lot, all the time. Yeah. We know the roads. Like, I know the roads inside out. But I could die tomorrow from somebody but, pulling but, out but, but as me. A, but as somebody who drove both, uh, and obviously I raced the motorbikes as well, so I have a good respect for them. But, as, but as somebody who drove both... I, I can see why the majority of the time it is the car's fault because sometimes you just don't see them. You know what yeah. I mean? You just and you're a you you drive a truck too, so you you have the under, understanding of that. You know and but I do find that people who have driven motorbikes in the past are better car drivers. Oh, of course they are. Of course they are because they're more observant. They're more. They're you're it's as always forward planning as they say. Mm-hmm. Always read the road ahead of you. There's no point in you're, yeah. You're looking four or five intersections ahead all the time. Oh, of course, yeah. 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 And your eyes are all around you, 360 degrees, because you have to know what's beside you and behind you. Yeah, you know. Mark, like, lovely talking then, to you. Thanks no very problem, much, Neil. I appreciate you coming on the air. Okay, Mark's advice is try and hold him off for a few years. When he's a little bit more mature, he may think differently. Some of your messages, by the way, coming in. Neil, you're one that. Put her child on the back of your man's bike and told him to drive it like a. I don't know whatever she said, but Jesus, she sounds like an absolute psychopath. Why would you put a child in the back of a, a bike with some lad and tell him to drive it as fast as he can? Of course, you're going to be scared shitless. They're on the back of a bike. You have no control over it. It's a whole different story. That one's a lunatic. Absolute lunatic. Well, I, I think she said she trusted the guy. Now, I, I don't know what speed he was travelling at or whatever. But she did say she couldn't trust him. I was in a very bad crash as somebody in Australia ripped the, the main artery out of my leg, shattered my pelvis. There was an Australian nurse at the scene and she put her two hands on my leg to stop the bleeding. If she wasn't there, I would have bled to death. That comes in from Patrick. That is shocking. Absolutely. See, this is what happens. And thankfully you're okay. You're still with us, Patrick. But this is what happens on motorbikes. They are dangerous. You have to have respect for them. They are amazing. By the way, motorbikes, I loved them when I had them. And they are amazing, but you need to have respect for a motorbike and respect for the road. So how does this mother, whose son now wants to get a motorbike at a very young age, how does she stop him from wanting to do that? 
Uh, the number's 087-188-0008. I keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-0008. Let me go to Terry. Terry, you're in Ireland's classic, ra- classic Hits Radio. How are you? I'm good, Niall. How are you? I'm starting to forget where I was there for, for a moment. <laughs> Terry... Talk to the best of us. Yeah, well, well, let's go back in time a little bit because Ashley gave me just a yeah. little bit of a brief there during the, the, the ad break. But let's go back a little bit in time. But you were madly in love at one stage in your yeah. life and you were getting engaged. Yeah. So it, it, firstly, yeah. tell us who it was and describe this wonderful gentleman. All right. Well, okay. So he was 20. I was just hitting 18. His name was Philip. He was in the army and down in Collins's barracks. He had joined. He was a jeweler with training with uh, Weirs up in Grafton Street, but really wanted to be in the army. And I'll never forget the day he came home. His lovely long hair was short back in size. Oh, okay. So I, he... I saw his ears for the first time. <laughs> so, <laughs> he was looking very military-like. He was looking very military, and uh, but so proud of himself. So proud. He was a really, really lovely young man, and. And uh, so he joined the army. He played in the, he was very musical and he played in the bagpipes in, for the army. Okay. He was one of their pipers. And uh, generally, he came from a big family. You were talking about big families earlier on. I think there was 13 in his family. Okay. And uh, they came from Finglas here, where I live. And we had been going out for almost three and a half years and it was September and we decided to get engaged and did he get down did he get down on one knee yeah he did it all he did it all and uh, and now we didn't have the money for the big diamond ring he gave me a promise ring okay that's fine but I'm sure Weirs would have looked after him in the future maybe (laughs) maybe maybe (laughs) so but uh, yeah so uh, you know we as I say he was a wonderful young man and very good person too. Like he was uh, teaching the kids and things with the bagpipes in his spare time and um, had great faith and whatever. So he was all in all, he was a, he would have been a good choice. And so I you had your, him. Yeah, so you, you had your whole him. life planned ahead of you. Yeah. Um, this yeah. wonderful young man, yeah. this military man had, had given you a yeah. promise ring and promised to marry you. And, yeah. and it, tell me what happened. So we were up in the old Sheeling, which was up in Finglas, um, with all our friends and whatever. Philip had uh, one pint of shandy. That was it. And in those days, they drank a lot more, by the way, drinking and driving, because we're talking about over 40 years ago. But because he had the bike, he had to go back. He was on duty the next morning. And I had wanted him to stay in my house. He walked the bike down as far as my house. And uh, he said, no, I have to get back because he has to be up for duty. And off he went. And the next day, I'd only started a job over in Camden Street, and I was waiting for him to come and pick me up at 5 o'clock. And he never arrived. And half 5, he never arrived. To remind no people, mobile. of course, there was no mobile phones in these days. No mobiles. No, 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 no. I had no way of contacting him. Eventually, I got on a number 9 bus, and, or a number 19, as it was, and I came home, and I walked into my house, and oh, my God, my mother's face. Oh, my no. mother's face. Oh, Jesus, Niall, I still haven't forgotten it. And my little brother, who was only about eight or nine at the time, came out and he ran out and he said, Philip's dead, Philip's dead, Philip's dead. And I, oh, oh my God, I can feel it now. Now in my stomach here is just, because Philip is still very much alive. And although I met somebody else and I married somebody else and I have children with somebody else, my children know and love Philip. He's been talked about all the time. In my house, they feel like they met him at some stage. They didn't, but yeah. that's how much he's still a part of our lives. Yeah. So, so anyhow, oh my God, 
I've never, ever, and what ever. Did, and what did, you, what did your mum say? She just said, I'm so sorry, so it was an accident. Was, yeah, no, what happened was, I'd gone to work, and the news bulletins were all out the next day. What I didn't know was Philip had died 10 minutes at, later after he left me. Oh, no. He was driving down to Bibsford, going back to Collins' barracks. Whatever happened, happened outside McGowan's pub. And the police never found out. They, they figure it was a hit and run of some sort. His helmet was found down as far as the, the Broadstone. Um, I know um, exactly where it is. Yeah. station. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The house, the house he actually died in, was the house he was actually born in. His oh, parents yeah. had lived in that before he went to live in Finglas, which was irony at the time, you yeah. know. And that woman had come out, and apparently that. that got the house from them and and, and she came out onto the road him. to help him yeah yes yeah waited with him till an ambulance came but he wasn't alive at that stage he, okay. he wasn't alive and we weren't allowed to see him in the coffin at any stage his father and brother were the only people allowed to see him so you must have been de- so he was the man that you had span- planned oh. to spend that literally had only just asked yeah. you to marry him yeah literally. and I was only really so young and to mm. To lose somebody so tragically and so, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. uh, I remember every bit of it like it was yesterday. And uh, and I like when I heard that woman coming on, my heart broke because I have a 28-year-old son now and thank God, Niall, he has never come and asked me or said to me, I'm going to drive a bike. If he did, I would be like that poor woman. My heart would be in my mouth. Yeah. Every day, like my out. like my mother when I used to drive the bike, my mother was yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have no protection, Niall. That's the problem. You have an accident on a bike. You have no protection no. at all. No, and you're you like know, you're, you're like a pedestrian traveling in the middle of the road at, at eighty exactly. miles an hour, whatever the hell you're traveling at. Because yeah. people on bikes yeah. tend to travel, particularly when they're young, they tend to drive a little bit faster than they should. Yeah, and they're weaving yeah. in and out of traffic yeah. because yeah. they can. Yeah. They don't realise even what they're doing to drivers on the road. Mm. You know that um, you know that frightens us when when bikers do that. Mm. But the, a lot of the younger bikers don't realise the 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 yeah. the terrible terrible um, consequences of an accident. And I, and I know you're married now, as you said, with children. I'm very happily yeah. married with children, and all your yeah. family know all about yeah. Philip and everything else. Yeah. But I suppose yeah. you still give him a thought every now and again when you see a bike on the every road, or when you day. see him. Yeah, every day you think of. No. Every day I think of Philip. Every day when I say my prayers, I always include him in the prayers, oh, and yeah. you know, and his family. And oh no, I could never forget him, not for one minute. You know, yeah, so. Yeah. Well, I'm, um, sorry. I'm sorry. That was a, yeah. It was a tragic situation at the time. I know time is a great healer, of course, but it was it a tragic, tragic situation yeah. at the time, and I can only imagine how you must have felt when you walked into that room, and then to find out that yeah. just after he had obviously proposed to you, that you had lost him ten minutes after you had left him. Yes, yes, it you was know? just, it was. And do you know how we found out? Because his identification wasn't on him, which he must have had because he was going back to the barracks. He needed his pass to get in. And then the next morning, they started giving bulletins out on the radio. And my mother always gave out about him because, now get this, Niall. Nowadays, nearly every groom we see will wear a blue suit and brown shoes. Now, 40 years ago, blue and brown didn't go. That's and right, Philip right. Wore, yeah, yeah. They didn't go, it didn't match, and Philip always wore brown jumpers and blue jeans. Yeah. And when they gave this out on the radio several times, it came to lunchtime and my mother said, 
oh my God, I'm going to ring in because that just sounds like Philip. And that's how. And what was it on? Like, was it, on, it was on RTE at the time? Was it on the radio? It was there? on RTE radio. On RTE radio. And they were giving out bulletins on every news thing. They gave out a bulletin that a body, you know, a, a man, man had, been had found. died. Yeah. And they and, and so nobody was ever nobody was ever convicted of it, or nobody no. was ever arrested no. for it, or it was no. never never. See, no. and and that, 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 you know what? That's what I was just going to say. Nowadays, it would be less likely for something like that to happen because there's so many yeah. cameras around and CCTV and dash yeah. cams and everything else. So it would be yeah. so less, less likely to happen. But Less likely, yeah. Yeah, well, God, when I say less likely know. to happen, it's just likely to happen. But less that, li- It doesn't, exactly. And that, <laughs> yeah. that's why I feel sorry for that poor woman, the worry she has. So maybe, maybe if she could talk him into a car, maybe they can help him buy the car. You know, maybe they can... I don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah. No. Let him see, bring him and show him. Do you know, uh, Niall, about a week after Philip died, or 10 days, the, the, I, know, I never know till this day why, but the police delivered his mangled bike up to my parents' house. And wow. it was in the garage. We used to do newspapers, you know, so we had a big double garage on the side of the house, you know, because we'd do the, the daily, uh, the Sunday papers, you know, distribute them. Yeah. And... There, the bike, and my parents didn't realise I went over to the garage, and I actually saw the bike, and oh my God, if you could show a picture of this to any young man that wants to drive a bike, I think it would put him off, because it was mangled, whatever hit poor Philip, mangled that bike. And if if it mangled the bike, you could only imagine what poor Philip was like. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. terrible. That's why nobody yeah. was allowed to see yeah. him. I and and, did, they, and, and did they actually ask your parents? I, I'm sorry, I'm a little rush for time here, but but did they no, ask no. them, did they say to them, do you mind if we drop the bike up or do we just like the bike? I No, I, I think, I don't really remember. I don't remember why, why it was delivered to my parents' house. I really don't remember, yeah. but it was. But I, I know it would be... The, oh, Dead, mm. I can't even, yeah. you know, go back. My memory doesn't... No, I know, I know, I know you all the details. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Well, listen, listen, thank you very much for sharing that story because if anybody's listening who was thinking about maybe getting a bike, it might put you off. Yeah. So listen, thank you, thank you for sharing the story. And I'm so sad, it's such a sad story, Terry. It really is, but look. look. Yeah, uh, but there's worse out there in Ireland. Yeah. You know, and on a brighter note, we spoke before about the seagulls living on my roof. (laughs) Oh, right, yes, I do remember that. They're gone. I do remember the seagulls on your roof. Robert. Yeah, well, yeah. they're gone. Good. <laughs> I finally, my house looks like um, uh, Fort Knox with all the, the wiring up on my roof, but they, they, they they're gone. make it this year. They're At gone. least it's not covered in seagull poo now. So, so on a happier note to leave you on. Okay, and Terry. Best wishes ha- and belated birthday wishes. Thanks. And keep doing what you're doing. Love you loads. Thanks. See you, Terry. Bye. And thank you very much Bye. indeed for sharing that with us. Well, it's, well, a really sad story. Oh, God. I'm way behind time now. I have to take a break. Back in a second. All right, keep texting. Keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-0008. Hi, Niall. Uh, she ju- doesn't buy it for him. Simple as that. Just refuses point blank to buy it for him. When he's old enough and he's working himself, if he still wants to buy it out of his own hard-earned money, mm-hmm. let him go ahead and do it. But the chances are he wouldn't be prepared to pay out that kind of money yeah. when he's paying it himself. Yeah. So she just refuses point blank to buy it. End of story. Yeah, well, he's 19. He Maybe he'll get a job fairly soon. Somebody says, oh, my God, now, what are you doing to us? I had to pull over. I'm a big, fat, or a big six-foot only truck driver, and I'm bawling at the side of the road. I know. Terry's story, story was so sad. 
And I don't mean a story because it's an experience and it's part of her life. Hi, Niall. Uh, my father drove bikes and my brother were always around uh, and around my brother who bought a bike on the 8th of July, 1997. He had it only two hours and he drove it straight into a wall and he was killed instantly. His name was Gregory Hughes. Sorry, but I'm at work, so I can't really, uh, I can't really talk. Tell that lady not to let uh, him buy a bike. Thanks. Well, let's think of Gregory Hughes as well, sadly, who lost his life after only two hours on a motorbike. Uh, hi, now My mother, too, would wait up for my little brother until the day arrived he was taken from us. Gone forever. Bikes are lethal. Discouraging the use of bikes is, a we- is well warranted. And somebody else sent us an email, by the way, who said that I think it was their brother as well had been killed uh, on a on motorbike and they said that they would have them banned if they could. And, I, you know, I couldn't disagree. I couldn't disagree. They are lethal. They're absolutely lethal. You would need a huge amount of respect for a motorbike uh, because they're so, so dangerous. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.